0: Hi, this is Hannah Langdell and Rachel Hine, Duke Plastic Surgery residents on The Resident Review, a Duke Plastic Surgery podcast. This is a lecture series designed to aid in preparation for our yearly in-service examination. Our goal is to take you through high-yield topics along with experts in their respective fields in order to maximize your knowledge of potential scores. Stay tuned for a message from our sponsor at the end of the podcast and visit www.theresidentreview.com for all of our outlines. We'll be continuing our Quick hit series today, which reviews questions from the last five to eight years of in-service exams, and we'll be discussing melanoma. Rachel, why don't you get us started off?
1: Thanks, Hannah. So like she said, we're going to be talking about melanoma today. And remember that when we go through this, that thickness is the most important prognostic indicator for any kind of diagnosed melanoma, except for acral lentiginous, in which stage is the most important prognostic indicator. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, starting with congenital melanocytic nevus, This is a nevus that occurs congenitally in infants, and it is giant if it is nine centimeters in the head and neck or six centimeters on the trunk, or if it will be larger than 20 centimeters by the time the child is an adult. Patients with congenital melanocytic nevus have less than 10% risk of a malignant transformation, but because of this risk, they should be excised. Patients have greater rates of CNS malignancies in the leptomeninges. They also have increased risk of rhabdomyosarcoma and spina bifida they carry a risk for limb underdevelopment and risks or predictors for CNS involvement include multiple nevi, posterior midline involvement, satellite lesions. And if neurologic symptoms are present can include hydrocephalus or seizures. And those patients have a grave prognosis. Remember that xeroderma pigmentosum is also associated with melanoma. And then we have several types of different melanoma, which we'll talk about. The first one is melanoma in situ. The treatment for that is wide local excision, even on the digits. And Hannah will talk about the staging and treatment for these. Lentigo maligna melanoma, mm-hmm. it's otherwise known as Hutchinson's freckle. It has a low malignant potential and is precancerous. And you also treat that with one centimeter margins. There is the superficial spreading melanoma, which is the most common type found in 60 to 70% of the uh, melanoma lesions. And this is seen as lateral spreading in the epidermis. The other subtype, which we're frequently tex- tested on is nodular subtype. This is present in 15 to 20% of patients diagnosed with melanoma, and it typically occurs in sun-exposed skin and often arises from a pre-existing nevi. It's found in the trunk, head, and neck, has an increased incidence in men, and it exhibits a rapid vertical growth phase and an increased metastatic potential. So it's, you'll see a dark dome-shaped, and it almost looks like a blood blister, and these are more aggressive than your superficial spreading subtype. There's also acral antigenous melanoma, which is a more rare type of melanoma. It generally occurs in dark skin patients, in the palms, nail bed, or soles of the feet, and it is aggressive. It has a worse prognosis than the other melanoma subtypes, and treatment is usually amputation at the next proximal joint. Remember that the most important prognostic indicator for this type is stage, and for the rest that we're talking about, it is depth. The final type that I'll talk about is a subungual melanoma and risk factors for a subungual melanoma include age over 50, a width greater than three millimeters, a change in color over time and pigmentation of the periungual skin. And remember this is a subungual melanoma is found under the nail. If it is a melanoma in situ, you can just undergo wide local excision, but if it is a melanoma, the localized lesion should undergo amputation just proximal to the most distal joint involved to clear the disease. If the patient presents with darkening of the subungual area under the nail, you want to observe for the first four to six weeks. If it doesn't change, then you'll move on to diagnosis with a shave biopsy. Melanocytic hyperplasia can be observed, but if it does exhibit any type of atypia, it must be excised. All right, Hannah, why don't you take us through the grading systems and the treatment for a diagnosed melanoma?
0: Okay. So the Breslow grading system is how melanomas are staged. So stage one is the depth of zero to 0.75 millimeters. Stage two is 0.76 to 1.5 millimeters. Stage three is 1.51 to four millimeters. Stage four is greater than four millimeters. And if excision upgrades, there is no need to re-excise, especially if the melanoma is less than two millimeters in depth. So the Clark grading system is also used. It's also based on depth. So grade one involves the epidermis only. Grade two invades the papillary dermis. Grade three goes down to the junction of the papillary dermis and the reticular dermis. Grade four invades the reticular dermis and grade five involves subcutaneous fat. So, importantly, sentinel lymph node biopsy is indicated for melanomas that are greater than 0.8 millimeters of thickness. And if there is ulceration, which is the second most important prognostic factor after depth, and sentinel lymph node biopsy decreases mortality. And then if the melanoma is greater than four millimeters in depth, you just perform a wide local excision with two centimeter margins, and you do not need to perform a sentinel lymph node biopsy because it does not increase survival. And if there is a satellite lesion, this immediately makes the melanoma a T4. The immunohistochemical markers for melanoma are S100, HMB45, and Mart1. If the patient has visceral metastasis other than lung, this is a very poor prognosis, as well as an elevated LDH is also a poor prognostic factor. And so now in terms of margins, depending on the thickness, for an in situ melanoma, the recommended margin is 0.5 centimeters. For a melanoma is less than one millimeter in depth, you take one centimeter margins. For one to two millimeters of depth, you take one to two centimeter margins. For two to four millimeters of depth, you take two centimeter margins. And for greater than four millimeters, you also take two centimeter margins. And for the melanomas in the pre-parotid region, this requires a superficial parotidectomy. And then as Rachel mentioned, for lentigo maligna or Hutchinson's freckle, you take one centimeter margins. Again, this is melanoma in situ and found only in layers of the epidermis and is mainly in fair-skinned elderly individuals. You wait final results prior to reconstruction to see if you'll need a signal lymph node biopsy. And then for our miscellaneous topics for pregnant patients, resection should be completed uh, with local anesthetic if it's within the first trimester. For the second trimester, patients may undergo general anesthesia for sentinel lymph node biopsy, and then tissue expansion may be used to cover up to 50% of the scalp. So thank you for joining us for the melanoma topic. Uh, important to review the margins and remember depth is most important.
1: Thanks, guys. We would like to thank Allergan for their continued support of our podcast. Allergan Aesthetics is now part of AbbVie, an international leader in many different therapeutic categories. Many of our topics and therapies we discuss on our podcast are provided by Allergan. They continue to be a leader in the fields of breast reconstruction, abdominal wall reconstruction, medical aesthetics, and much more. Additionally, they are dedicated to supporting the education of plastic surgery residents and plastic surgeons across the country.